Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 79, coming at you from the Minga True Value and Riverwood Gallery studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm host and producer Eric, the Big E Fisher. Joining me in person, Secretary Shauna. Secretary Shauna, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Fantastic. And joining us on with our second straight kind of episode, after the successful Badger episode of doing it this way, Via the Facebook Messenger room, Justin Dahl. Justin, how are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. I'm watching the College World Series right now. A uh, little Auburn and Arkansas SEC elimination game action, Eric. Uh, what could be better than that on in, in a hot, crappy day? Well, we're watching the Brewers, the so that's what I mean, that's probably better, but. I yeah, but I don't get ballet sports, and we might hear about ballet sports coming up. Well, I was gonna say, you know, a little little bit of news coming up with the yeah. ballet, the ballet sports plus. We can get that subscription directly to them. We don't have to worry about it, Justin. That's crap, Eric. Twenty dollars a month. They're gonna get my noogie, one of my noogies. But Twenty dollars a month for a subscription for the Badger That's or crap. for the Brewers, the Bucks, all their other content. That's so good. Let me tell you something. Watching baseball and professional baseball and NBA basketball regular season crap is not worth twenty dollars a month. Um, they have no. hunting and fishing in the morning. <laughs> Don't care. That's on you. But anyway, no, I'm not a hunt. I'm not a hunter or a fisher. Oh. Well, I do fish, but well, see hunting now. That's so. Anyway, so we'll get to that in a little bit, Justin. But with that, first we got to talk about our partners. First of all, Monkey Knife Fight, wonderful friends over there, and they are an excellent partner for us. I mean, like you know, we say it every week, but put money in your pocket by playing along with the contest. Plenty of events there for you to pick from. NBA Finals just wrapping up, but plenty of stuff there still between NASCAR, golf, UFC, MLB. Hockey's still going, so plenty there to choose from. Also, our friends over at Ray's Energy, big announcement, Justin, was the addition of the permanent flavor of the Blue Shock, the Sour Blue Raspberry, is now a permanent flavor. I believe that's also the sponsor of the Court of the Joy car, number seven. Blue Shock. Blue Shock. So just a little bit of base or a little NASCAR news there, too. Uh, with our friends at Raise Energy. Try it out. Repsports.com. Code ROOT4. R-O-O-T. Number 4. 15% off any order with code ROOT4. And with that, we get into the heart of the episode here. And we're going to start that off with what we had rooted for over the last week. That is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics over 300 plus powered stores. And right now, as you saw on my Facebook and my Instagram, we've got some hashtag big league style going on. Woo! And that is showing off our Brewers, and Sean and I both showing off our Brewers City Connect gear. You can get it all there. The 4th of July Stars and Stripes uh, merch just dropped, I believe, yesterday as well. Fanatics just going to take all my money this summer, Justin. You better save up. I know, man. You got big things coming up in your future, boy. You better start saving up some dough. I, I agree, and we're getting there too, but... These, these the goddamn fanatics is going to make you go broke. Not <laughs> if we have the fan cash. 
<laughs> That's right, Shauna. <laughs> I like the way you think. Get on that fanatics and root for. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag big league style. Show off your gear. So with that, Justin, what have you rooted for in the last week? What did I root for? I'm going to tell you what, Eric. I didn't tell you this in the pre-show meeting, but my wife knocked it out of the park with this Father's Day stuff. So my root for is my wife. I got a flat stone grill, Eric. Wow. Cool. Boom. Boom. My wife, you know, huge points right there, right? And then I got a picture of my boot picture with my kid's boot picture inside of my boot and saying, I just want to be like my daddy. That was kind of sentimental. And in a little, uh, a little stuff from my daughter and and my boy, she went shopping. I had, I mean, my my wife. Yeah. My, my daughter made it really actually was really cool. And my, my daughter turned one year old, one year old on Saturday, we celebrated a little bit of that. Um, it was a beautiful day Saturday. It sure so, was. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm rooting for. My wife knocked it out of the park. I'm rooting for my wife. Woohoo! Well, I'm going to take the flip side of that, Justin. I'm my root for. And I just want to say, I spent two great weekend days here with both Shauna's father, Tom, on Saturday and Sunday morning. And my father, good old Dave, Dave Bob on Sunday. Two just great days. Uh, we got to watch a Brewer game with the fam. Uh, you know, listen to it Saturday, sitting outside having a few drinks with Tom and the clan on Saturday. And then got to kind of watch the end of the Brewer game with my dad on Sunday. So just a good time watching sports, talking sports with the old men. Great side of things. So, yay, dads. Yeah, yay, dads. Uh, so just a yeah. very good, enjoyable uh, Saturday and Sunday. So I'm going to take the flip side of that. Um, you know, no NASCAR over the weekend. You know, Brewer is actually finally getting back to some winning ways, Justin, but we'll get to that a little bit later in the episode. Shauna, what did you root for? Uh, the Colorado Avalanche. I am a bandwagon fan. Why is that? Um, I've seen a lot of their stuff on TikTok these days. They do a pretty cool opening where they like, that's like avalanche warning, and then they all come out on the ice. It's pretty cool. Um, They're leading right now two to one. Uh, Tomorrow night at uh, seven, there is another game. So, going to be watching the avalanche. All right. Well, with the positives come the negatives, and that leads us to our Tyler Hero Noogie of the Week. And, Justin, you said you had a few, and you seem pretty fired up, so I'll let you go first. Well, one of them, Eric, one of my noogies is Mother Nature, right? What Mother Nature did to us up here in northeast Wisconsin over the last week. Uh, I'll, you were there. When, when did them storms come through? Wednesday, Wednesday or something like that? Thursday? Wednesday. Man, we have, what, six tornadoes up in this area? Something, something like, like that. that. I thought it's crazy. Up in Silvercliff, they don't have a fire department anymore. They, they blowing fire engines and shit all over the place. Nuts. Uh, and then to yesterday and today... It's hotter than hell. Man, you can't even walk outside without breaking a sweat. I don't like that, Eric. I don't like that at all. That is not for me. No, I'm right there with you. Right now, Mother Nature, 
you suck. After what was a great weekend, Friday was great. Saturday was great. Sunday was probably okay, but I spent most of the day opening presents and recovering from Friday and Saturday. So (laughs) who knows what that was like. All right. So, but yeah, Mother Nature sucks. All right. And the other thing, and my other noogie, Eric, is Bally Sports. All right. Bally Sports comes out and says, oh, you can have a subscription to our rerun hunting and fishing shows that are crap. And you can watch your brewers and your bucks, but you got to pay us $20 a month. What are you talking about? I could get a whole Dish Network subscription for $20 a month for crying out. Valley Sports is ripping people off, and they're screwing Dish Network over. Valley Sports needs to get their head out of their ass and be more about the consumer instead of their pocketbook. I hate Valley Sports. Well, Justin, did you ever think maybe it's the provider, like, say, your your beloved Dish Network that was eating a bag of dicks and clearly, I mean, not caring about their customers or they're not even willing to negotiate on your behalf, Justin, with these other conglomerates? I mean, at least Bally Sports is coming out here giving you some sort of option. No. $20 a month, Eric? That's not bad. That's, That's not less bad than Netflix. All. That's terrible. <clears throat> That's less than Netflix, That's my terrible. friend. Yeah, but I get like 50 freaking shows on Netflix. No, I get more than 50 freaking shows. I get 100 freaking shows and 100 freaking movies that I can choose from. All right? Bally Sports, just the brewers in the box. That's all that's worth a shit on that show or on that channel. 20 bucks? That's expensive. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's I, a steep price. I I guess that's on you. I I would have if I don't if I didn't have it. I think about it. If I didn't have it, I would probably pay it. But I mean, that's all you, man. No. You gotta do you. I'm not gonna take away. Like I said, you gotta do you. That's that's your burden, man. But I have no issue with it. I think it's actually pretty nice that they're coming out with this test market, including Milwaukee in their test market before they actually go full-scale release. But... Whatever. <laughs> my Noogie of the Week, Justin, what? is the Utah Jazz. Why? So the Utah Jazz this week came out with their new jersey scheme. And they look awful. They... They are these are the worst jerseys in the NBA, and it's not even close. I think like they look like high school practice jerseys. Is it the purple one? Let me let me send it to you, Justin. We'll do oh, this as we no. speak. Oh, I got it! I got it! Oh, these this black, yellow, and, yellow and black ones? one. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, yeah. That means so hot. Those orange, those old orange ones were cool. Why did they get rid of them? Because they're a bunch no. of buttholes. I don't know. Yeah, this is ugly. Yeah, these are these I think take the cake. I know we had talked what last week, two weeks ago about bad uniforms. These might be the worst uniforms in the big four of American sports. That would be a that would be a bad that would be a bad college uniform. That's a bad AAU high school basketball team. That's uniform. a bad youth jersey. <laughs> 
Team Justin. That's bad. Well, that's what it looks like. It looks like a like a kid's jersey. Yeah, it's not good. Woof. This is great. This is great podcasting. Good content, guys. I know, but like <laughs> yeah. I said, just take your time. Take some time to go look it up. And like I said, these are the worst jerseys in sports. Like I said, I don't think it's close. So that is my oh. big noogie of the week. I mean, you have you you have the NBA, which has been on the cutting edge of uniforms lately, partnering with Nike and Jordan. And this is what you come up with? This is the best you could do? Yeah, they're pretty bad. So that's my nuggie. Shauna, do you have any nuggies? That's it? You don't have any other nuggies? Actually, not really. It's been You're a, a one nuggie guy? I'm, I only got one this week. I had a pretty, like I said, pretty happy last few days. Yeah, I don't think I have any nuggies. I'm just, you know, on that summer vacation teacher life, man. Nothing bothers me. Oh, jeez, you make me so jealous, Charlie. I hate you right now. I mean, I think you're a great person, but right now. You know what? Actually, I take that back. I'm going to I'm gonna double down with you here at Mother Nature, Justin, because, and nothing against either of you two, but we are missing Ramsey this week because of Mother Nature, because of some issue with their, their product. And where he works, and he had to spend most of his day in a landfill today. And he sent a a selfie to one of our group chats. Did not look like a happy man today. It's Ooh, hot. You should post that on our on our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> it's been hot, but I, I was outside. I had a nice little uh, cup of drink in my hand today. I was laying out on the porch, tanning. Porch. Great. The porch. Uh, I was tanning. It was great. I'm having a great time. Not much bothers me. No noogies for me all summer. How, how, how do you like 98 degree temperature? How can you stand that? I don't know. I what mean, it, it's you wait what all winter for this. You? you wait all winter for this. You know? I wait. I love winter. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not hating on winter. I like winter too. But like, you know, I said to Eric the other day, you, you wait all winter for this, so you can't complain when the hot weather comes around because it is Wisconsin, and you don't know how long it is here to stay. Let's hope today was the last day. Like this, I agree. I would If it was like 80 yeah, and a little bit of humidity, maybe, it's the humidity that kills it. Yeah, it's not so much the heat. It's 80, gosh darn humidity. 80 sucks. Give me 65, Shauna. 65 oh, at a high. No. Oh hell yeah! That's life. That's living life, Shauna. That's where life is good. Absolutely not. You could go. You could go either way. You you got you got a you got a sweatshirt at night. You got a t-shirt during the day. Life is good. Maybe you could rock shorts all all night long. Whatever. Yeah, but then like you can't, now you, you don't now do, I like, gotta water stuff. Well, right. No, no one, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No hold on. one needs to know that. Hold on. <laughs> that is. I feel like your wife doesn't it's even know just, that, and I feel bad for her. It's hot. You got to let it breathe. Well, that's what that's, you got air conditioning for. I've got. crazy around here. Yeah, this needs the. This segment needs to end. We need Eric back. <laughs> He needs to stop looking at jerseys and brain us back in. All right. Well, so with that in mind, 
with that in mind, <laughs> God, that's a bad image. So that I leads. Post that on our Facebook page. Oh dear. I no. <laughs> We'd get flagged so bad. So Justin, that leads us to our what's weird Wisconsin Wisconsin weird web story www story, and we got two for you this week. All right. Dose. So the first one comes from WISN. Um, and it's a story. It's, so it's obviously out of Milwaukee, WISN. However, the story itself comes from Pittsburgh, but it does have a Wisconsin tie to it. So this came out late last week. A woman spent Saturday night playing pickleball with members of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but she didn't know it. It's something Meg Burkhart says happened by chance. Quote, I pulled up, parked, and saw two guys playing singles, and one was sitting on the bench, she told Sister Station WTAE. Burkhart is a Pittsburgh attorney, attorney who happens to love playing pickleball. She said she went to the park just looking for a pickup game. She had no idea she was jumping in to play with three Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Alex Highsmith. Quote, certainly I noticed that they were all so fit, but it didn't occur to me that they were professional athletes, she said. Burkhart said once folks started asking for photos with the players, she realized she, what was going on. Her daughter shared the picture on Twitter where even Watt admitted he had his hands full trying to take down Meg. We were talking smack the whole time and te teasing each other, she said. Watt retweeted the post and wrote, Meg was serving the heat. We had trouble all day. Older brother JJ also retweeted the post and gave him a hard time writing, Explain yourself, TJ. While the four played a few games together, it was the last It was the last one that has Burkhart wearing her Minka Fitzpatrick jersey proudly. Minka and I won, she said. It was a blast, and it was really fun. They're just great ambassadors for the city of Pittsburgh. It was a pleasure, and it makes me feel proud that these guys are representing us in the sports world. So TJ Watt, our own product of Wisconsin, Badger through and through, playing pickleball with uh, Meg Burkhart out in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, what's weird about that? It nothing weird per se, just kind of a fun Wisconsin news story to talk about. Okay. I want to play pickleball okay. with TJ Watt. Yeah, I play pickleball with TJ Watt. Got to get him in Gillet. New pickleball court. Yeah. Yeah, they have naked pickleball here. Did you know that? They do not have that in Gillette, Justin. The you... only person that's playing <laughs> naked pickleball is you. And that's not even at the courts. <laughs> at night. At night when I'm sleeping commando. Justin. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, what, Eric? I, I Just, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. <laughs> so, the other one... So we did have a different story, but we're th I think we're going to go with this. And this is something kind of tying into your Mother Nature thing. And this is just a fun observation. Wisconsin, Wisconsin culture. culture, Justin. During the storms last Wednesday night, where were you? My basement, because the tornado sirens were going off. Oh, not the answer I expected. Yeah, not the answer I expected, because it's not the kids. answer I was doing. So my answer, the what we were looking for. You don't have a basement. Well, no. No, we were. Where would you run? We were out on the front lawn having some garage beers while the storm was passing by. Didn't the sirens go off? Not to pure, didn't. Oh. But the the thing okay. we want to talk about here is that Midwest dad culture, Midwest 
guy culture of watching the storm come in while sitting on your patio or stand out in front of the oh, garage yeah. and uh, having a beer, probably. I know that's like I said, that's what we did. We had uh, each had a beer in our hand, sitting in the lawn chairs in the garage with the garage door open. If shit would have hit the fan, the garage door would obviously come down. But <laughs> just kind of watching her go through and. Like I said, I was out on the pad. I was out on our. So we live on a second floor apartment. I was sitting there watching the storm come in until we absolutely had to go to the garage. Yeah. I finally said, Eric, we got to go downstairs. And so he's like, Yeah, should I grab some beers? I was like, mm, Sure. So Midwest yeah. culture. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if the sirens wouldn't have went off, I was just watching it myself. But, you know, we've got little things to take care of around here so they're called people justin the little people and dogs and true all that crap so but had then to do, i had to do the responsible dad thing eric but then post, i had to take kids downstairs but then post storm you know the midwest thing is to go around town and gawk at the damage no oh, that's for sure which is that's what true. Anybody, we also did. Hey, and, you, and you know what? And you know what? Everybody you know that does that is saying, "Does anybody need help? You need help? They ain't looking to help nobody. They're looking to see what the hell happened to your yard. <laughs> yeah, you got no right. goddamn chainsaw in the back. <laughs> there ain't nothing in the back to help your ass. They're just they're either gonna come and smoke a cigarette in your yard and say, Oh, that's a bad tree right there. <laughs> they ain't helping your ass. <laughs> no. The cocksuckers, you know what I'm saying? They're like, come on. Grab a Get chainsaw. a chainsaw on the back, at least pretend. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's what we did. We drove around with nothing. We just went to gawk at all the damage. In fairness, though, we didn't get off the highway either. Yeah, we kind of gawked from afar, but we were able to see some of it. Yeah, it got pretty bad. Guess one landed just seven miles south of here, Eric. That's true. My brother in his house out on a good old double B had funnel clouds. Did he? He did. Wow. I did not know that. That'd be good to tell people. He was also out on his front lawn taking a video video. (laughs) as the funnel cloud is spinning. That's awesome. I know. (laughs) I was telling I was telling my dad after the storm the day after the storm goes through, I'm like, Well, you know, as soon as the storm got done though, we went and packed up the car or got in the car and you know, the news is saying don't drive around, but that just is more of an invite to do it anyway. Yeah. Tell you what, like I do, and I, I say this, you know, you know, very tongue in cheek. You know, obviously, I want to be very, right. You know, my sincere thoughts of the people who had to go through power outages and damage and all that stuff. But man, oh man, was I just enjoying myself. Well, when we got home, there was You're actually like a yeah, there was like a bulletin though that was like, please stop driving around, yeah. <laughs> please stop, like stay home if you can, kind of thing. So, anyways, it's way worse up here. I oh, goddamn goggers with those chainsaws. <laughs> I tell you what, though the uh, the north side of Green Bay, like the Howard and kind of Swamico area, they got hit hard. I, there was people without power till Sunday night. Yeah, 
So, like yeah, I said, my thoughts were with them. But I also definitely had a good time enjoying myself. Because the first storm, I didn't have to worry about storm coverage for work Woo. with my, my change of employment. So no longer having to work 14-hour days taking those calls about power outages. So I had a blast myself. <laughs> Personally speaking. Always thinking about yourself, Eric. I, I did in this case. I don't have any... Not about the... Not about the poor people that were going through a storm or the poor people that had to work the, the 14, 15, 18 hours. Hey, my thoughts were with them. That's all I could do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're being pretty selfish, Eric. What? I maybe I like I said. What do you want me to do? I didn't have. A, I don't have a chainsaw here. You... Yeah, we were chainsawless. All we could do was go and gawk. Uh, how close are you to Home Depot, Eric? Moderately, See, but Justin, there's, Justin there's people who needed those more than I did. Okay, there's people in need who needed it for their home. I could give you that. <laughs> I could give you that. That's what I thought. Anyway, so that's kind of our what's weird Wisconsin weird web stories for the day. Uh, yeah, they're a pretty good time, or pretty, I guess, not great time to be in Wisconsin right now. But, um, you know, hopefully as we get closer to the weekend and all that jazz that kind of, like you said, warms or kind of cools down a little bit. Some of the humidity goes out east with it and just get some better, better outside weather. That's what I'm hoping for in the upcoming week. With that, Justin, uh, a couple different routes, not a whole lot to really go down in the grand scheme of things around the sports world. Um, I mean, there's a lot going on, but nothing really hard hitting. So, I mean, first, you know, the Rob Domovsky with ESPN did release his predictions for the Packers 53 man roster. Um, so do you want to go through that to start with here? Sure. We could do that. So I know we did this last week. So just kind of an update here. This one coming from Rob Domovsky. Um, and after and I, we had kind of broke this down a little bit on uh, on our Badger special, but with the announcement of the release of Kurt Benkert uh, from the Packers, really kind of shores up the the one-two battle. I mean, not that it ever was a battle, but the one-two positions for quarterback. We start off with two quarterbacks on the 53-man: Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love. Really, again, nothing shocking there. I think that's pretty easy to say. What? I'm sorry, I missed it. I was looking up something. So, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Jordan Love. Oh yeah, no, nothing, nothing, nothing to talk about there. We covered that last week. Domofsky really goes out on a limb here. Uh, you know, this is just my one. You know, my farewell to Kurt Bankard. I'm gonna. He had no shot of making the regular roster, and really, the move was made to kind of hopefully allow him to maybe get a number two job somewhere else. Instead of being a number three here and not getting as many opportunities, so best of luck to him. Rooting for him. He ain't going. He ain't no number two job. That's the goal. That's that's all I'm saying. The Packers and him sat down, had that conversation, and that's where they kind of led to. So, uh, you know, like I said, just no kind of no real thoughts here. But that's kind of the uh, the quarterback position. Then we go to running back. Uh, this Domovsky's prediction has three running backs 
with Jones, Dylan, Patrick Taylor. Now, this is different than the one last week because, first of all, Kylan Hill has Kylan Hill on the pup list to start the season. Um, Only keeping three backs. I think the one we had last week had four. Yeah, I don't think he had. Did he have Kylan Hill on the pup list, though? He did have Kylan Hill on the pup list. On last week's? No. They, well, yes, last week's they did too, but there was a fourth back, uh, the one out of Iowa that they were, I believe. They, they kept were, him. Right. So that, Yeah, I don't think that's much of a surprise. So this one, three. I mean, he's probably borderline Tyler Goodson. Well, he's definitely borderline, but I think the real battle is between him and Taylor. Right. For sure. And that's just kind of depend on kind of the philosophy that they want to kind of go with between if it's going to go with that, you know, because they kind of assume you keep Kylan Hill around when he comes off that pup list. And he's kind of the, the lightning half of a thunder lightning duo where Patrick Taylor is more of that thunder, kind of like AJ Dillon. So do you kind of go with the two, you know, two Aaron Jones and Kylan Hill and then Dillon and Patrick Taylor? Or do you go with that? more of that kind of that true speed back at Goodson. Give me the speed. I want all the speed. I don't disagree. So now another difference here. We'll go to the next position group. Uh, This position or this one has seven wide receivers. And again, not really any surprises here. This one being Lazard, Cobb, Watson, Dubs, Rogers, Watkins, and Torrey. Torre. So really, now that is a big surprise, Eric. I don't know if it's a surprise, Justin. It's just different than what uh, the last one was. Like I said, the one last week only had six that's wide receivers. A, this one going with seven. Yeah, but and that's a big surprise for two reasons: Juwan Winfrey and Malik Taylor. That's true. That's a huge surprise. Fair enough, fair enough. And I, I think we had talked about that in that aspect of, you know, is it is it the guys or do you go depth or do you go or, is this, you know, is it special teams guys? You know, where are you kind of making up those roster spots? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it might be like what I said. If, if they can't make the – if Winfrey and Taylor can't make the main roster and you're three to four years in deep with these guys – is it time to cut bait and, and start fresh? Yeah, absolutely. So that is that is that position group. We go to tight end. Uh, this one has Tunyon also starting on the pup list. Uh, so three tight ends on this one. Lewis, DeGuara, and Tyler Davis getting the nod. No Daphne. I thought they were really high on Daphne. See, that's what I thought too, but I think both lists had... Uh, Tyler Davis, and then, yeah. and then, yeah. you know, depending on what you do with Tunyon, if you keep Tunyon, you'd have three. You know, you have, or if you keep Tunyon on the pup list, you just go with three. That kind of gives you a little bit more depth elsewhere. If you keep Tunyon, it's Davis staying as that fourth spot because like the one we had last week, um, they had four with Tunyon off the pup list, um, and then kind of talking about if Tunyon stays or on the pup list. Maybe you still go four and you keep Daphne and Davis, but this one only having Davis. Daphne might be a trade a trade bait guy. 
at the end of the preseason. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this one, so we then we go on the offensive line, Justin. Nine on the offensive line. Uh, also, once again, Elton Jenkins on the pup, lip, pup list. Yeah, that's not a surprise, is it? I don't think so. But so this one, uh, Bakhtiari, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Royce Newman, Yash Nijman, Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, Jake Hansen, and Cole Van Lannen. Nice to hear Cole Van Lannen's name there. Um, Jake Hansen is another guy to keep um, your eye on. With Zach Tom being so versatile, you might you might see them try to sneak somebody else on the roster instead of Hanson. Absolutely. So then we flip to the defense. Defensive line, they go five on this one. Again, nothing really shocking here. Uh, Clark, Lowry, Reed, Wyatt, and Slayton. No, not, not shocking at all. Then inside linebacker, uh, they go five as well. Campbell, Quay Five. Last week it was six. Right. Yeah, and this is this is where it comes down to. So they go Campbell, Quay Walker, Chris Barnes, Ray Wilborn, and Ty Summers, giving Summers the nod over Isaiah McDuffie. Really? And really Ray Wilbon is the the sneaky Where'd that guy come from? That's what I'm saying. He's he's the one that kind of snuck in and then depending on special teams He wasn't part of any of the six last week. Right. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was Summers, McDuffie, and Wilborn getting cut, or Wilborn getting cut. Uh, so he. There were six. Yeah, there right. was a sixth guy. Well, right. That's was what I'm he saying. The sixth if guy? McDuffie would have been six. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't remember last week. So we'd have to go back and listen. But uh, yeah. So that's kind of the, the Demodsky prediction. And really, kind of the, the McDuffie versus Summers. Is going to come down to special teams he has predicted, which again, not really a bold take, just kind of which one ends up performing better in that role. Mm. Uh, Be tough to pass on McDuffie. And and really, kind of answering your question, I guess Wilborn's the one that's really sort up the depth chart um, from mini camp and OTAs as we kind of get into, you know, training camp being about a month away here. That's kind of been the 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 darling of the defense lately. And then also just kind of worth mentioning Quay Walker getting those in those starting number one team snaps right away instead of Chris Barnes, which is what you hope your first over, you know, not your first overall, but your, yeah. your first round draft pick can do, but just an interesting, you know, usually the Packers aren't one to put that rookie in the starting, you know, even in OTAs or mini camp, um, mm -hmm. you know, but to start with that right from the get go, I think it spells a lot for how good of a value pick they got out of Quay Walker. Yeah, I don't, you know, there were a lot of question marks when they got the guy, but I think when, when you broke it down and you sat there and looked at the draft profile, you said, holy smokes, this guy's going to come in and start right away. Uh, you can't, you can't replicate the speed and the side, sideline to sideline uh, accuracy and his running uh, to pursuit angles the way that this guy does the uh, and it's going to show it's going to show when he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year eric and you know just while we're kind of on that that note here you know for what it's worth 
the conversation surrounding um, Chris Barnes, you know, Chris Barnes had a hell of a year last year. I was very impressed with him as throughout the year kind of went on after, especially mm-hmm. after um, the brief experiment with Jalen Smith from uh, that they picked up from Dallas off of waivers and just wasn't the guy. So, and Chris Barnes really kind of woke up after that and, Played ferociously downhill and was kind of that run stopper downhill linebacker, but for for Quay Walker to step in and kind of take that role from him, like I said, really speaks a lot for that draft pick. Actually, you know, I think I think Clay Barnes is going to or Chris Barnes Barnes is going to be Chris Barnes is going to be a, a fantastic one C kind of guy. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. So next group here, Justin, we've got the outside backers, the edge rushers, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kingsley and Gabara, Randy Ramsey, and Ladarius Hamilton. Ladarius Hamilton. Is that the guy that – where did they get this guy? Uh, Ladarius Hamilton. Take a Is look he here. a rookie? A rookie out of Miami? He is out of North Texas. And it appears he did play last season, and um, looks like he made th- played three games last year, if I'm not mistaken. Here, don't remember him. It's not the um, guy I was talking about. Yeah, it looks like last year he was was his first season out of North Texas. Hmm. So he's got a cool name. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cornerback six, keeping six: uh, Jair Alexander, Russell Douglas, Eric Stokes, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, Shamar Jean Charles, and KB Ento. Yeah, I don't think that's different than last week. I don't believe so. Um, five safeties: Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Tariq Carpenter, Sean Davis, and Vernon Scott. I think that's what it was. I think last week. In your 53-man breakdown, they had Tariq Carpenter uh, listed as a... Linebacker. Middle linebacker. Right. I think that's where we got our sixth one. Yep. And then specialist Crosby, Pat O'Donnell, and Steve Wardle as long snapper. Wardle. So. It's a weird dude. Pretty quiet note on the Packers, uh, aside from just the element of uh, really the only kind of story really coming out from the Packers this week was uh, that Mercedes Lewis hoping to be the longest tenured tight end to ever play football, which best of luck to him. I mean, he's entering his 17th season. That's incredible for a tight end. Yeah, it is. What is the longest tenured tight end? Uh, That's a good question. I have to look that up. You're the answer guy, Eric. I, What's Secretary Shauna doing? She's got some stuff to do around here. We have her on assignment. <laughs> you have her on assignment. Eric, that is not a good way to win win over the, the lady friends. She she dipped out. Not I didn't tell her to leave. She dipped out. So this year, okay. Mercedes Lewis would tie the record. Tying Tony Gonzalez and Jason Witten. Oh yeah, Jason Witten. Christ. 
And don't yeah, I suppose Iron Man. Them guys have been they were they did it for a long time. That's what I'm Unbelievable. Saying. Uh, but they did it at a high level. Let's be real. Mercedes Lewis is not doing it at a high level. Well, they're they're totally different styles of play. That's the thing. Is Mercedes Lewis isn't you know the same kind of tight end that those two are. Yeah. No, I get it. It's just they should have moved him to offensive tackle a long time ago. <laughs> Additional fun fact, uh, Mercedes Lewis is the only first-round pick to whom Rodgers has ever thrown a touchdown pass. What? Only He's the only first-round pick that Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown a touchdown pass to. Hmm. Really? Correct. That's pretty. No, well, that doesn't seem like that would be. I thought Javon. He didn't throw a touchdown to Javon Walker. No, Javon Walker was out of Green Bay prior to uh, Rodgers taking over the reins. Mm. Javon Walker was no longer with the Packers uh, as of 2005, when Rodgers would have been drafted. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So. Like I said, it didn't last very long. No. Um, so that is the kind of our Packer news. Again, like I said, not a whole lot of breaking stuff, but just enough to keep it interesting. Uh, Justin, we I know we had our Badger episode last week and uh, have gotten some recruits to sign on since then. So why don't you break that down for us? Well, just real quick, since we uh, since we did our, our uh, recruiting podcast, we did say that one was probably going to um, commit in Tretch Kekanahua, uh, a athlete from St. Louis, Hawaii. Fun fact about him, he's going to play at the, at the Powerhouse High School program of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, a perennial top five team in the nation um, in the standings every year with big dollars behind them. So he some guy that we're probably going to see his his uh recruiting profile really take off here over the next twelve months or so. Um six months, I'm sorry, six months uh when signing day comes uh in in the in the winter. Um in the athlete they have him listed as a wide receiver uh more of a wide receiver side. So that's their second wide receiver ish uh, recruit. They have gotten a commit from uh, over this cycle. So uh, other than that, they remain high on, on some of the other guys that visited and, and um, just waiting for some more commitments. Actually, Eric, uh, it was a little quieter than I thought it was going to be. Now we do have an announcement coming tomorrow release day uh that's the one i sent you on on twitter today justin Mm. with four-star cornerback i want to make sure i get the name right here four-star cornerback uh jace arnold has a commitment date like he's planning to announce tomorrow 
And he has narrowed down to Wisconsin, Vanderbilt, and North Carolina, with Wisconsin being the 24-7, Badger 24-7 sports, as the crystal ball favorite. Yeah, that would be a big one. That would be a big one, and that probably put him down at, at secondary um, for the year, unless they get a, a, a dream guy come in. and But he, he, he was the top of their board. So this comes off of Arnold's visit uh, to UW per Evan Flood um, with 24-7 Sports. And just saying uh, Arnold told him and Badger 24-7, quote, it was amazing, great coaching staff, really personable. The campus is amazing. It's big but small at the same time, easy to navigate the facilities. Everything is in the stadium. I don't have to go too far to work out, get treatment, heal, all that stuff. Uh, it was a really great time for my for being my first time. I really liked it. Uh, this coming off his junior season where he posted 36 tackles, three for a loss, six pass breakups, and also per 24-7 sports, uh, Arnold is the number 33rd ranked cornerback in the 2023 class. I'll tell you what, Hank Boteet is doing a hell of a job in recruiting. Um, over the last two cycles, uh, the last cycle he got uh, a Curry Lide and Avion Jones, um, two mid-three-star guys, but one from New Jersey and one from Texas. Um, they probably won't come in and um, uh, do a hell of a lot uh, the freshman year since they, they got a couple transfers, but you can't doubt the fact that he had a hand in those transfers coming in either. Um, so he he's, he also got AJ Tisdale uh, the, in this cycle. So uh, Abe Poteet has done a hell of a job in in the recruiting aspects of um, of of Wisconsin's secondary. Yeah, absolutely. And and he am even tweeting today. Um, he likes to tweet out just all he tweets. Justin is it's one or two characters. His tweets, but they're very simple. It's just usually a badger emoji. So did have that Badger Twitter mm-hmm. emoji go out today. So we'll see how that ends up shaking out. But usually means a commit's coming, Eric. Usually, usually it does. So um, one just quick note. I should have. I wish I would have. I should have probably brought this up first, Justin. I wanted to ask you just kind of a fun conversation here while we're talking kind of Packers and just kind of around you know the game of football. Uh, a question on Twitter was posted today. And it was, you know, if you had, you know, kind of, you know, the game, uh, Mary blank kill. Um, so this one, kind of a football version, start bench cut. And it's the Packers three Hall of Fame quarterbacks between Rogers, Star, and Favre. Maybe I shouldn't say Hall of Fame. Yep, start. You have to start one, bench one, and cut one. Well, I'm cutting star. I'm benching Favre, and I'm starting Rodgers. Really? Cutting star over Favre? Hell yeah. Ain't no way way star could play today. That's fair. I will concede that. In his day. No like way. Alex Smith Different 2.0. Game. Exactly. So, so I personally, that's the way I would go. I personally went 
Start Rogers, bench star, cut Favre. Why would you cut Favre? So Favre. Because he likes to play in hot tubs. No, no, no. He's not March tomorrow. But personally speaking, if I'm if I'm going to have a quarterback, I think Bart Star. If you know, if we kind of look at a team, I kind of want Bart Star to be that game manager. You know, if he had to go. You know, if Rodgers were to go down, you had to go 500, you know, until if you knew he was coming back in a handful of games, what have you. I think Bart Starr could go 500 or just about that. Um, you know, in his prime with, you know, kind of the NFL, you know, hand the ball off to Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, what have you, and kind of let the rest of the team do the work, pass on, you know, a lot of play action. Uh, I think they could make it work. Uh, Brett Favre, for me, uh, just kind of seeing, you know, too much of a gunslinger, uh, which again, you know, if you're, you know, obviously you're starting Rodgers, you don't want that risk taker as your backup. You know, your Brett Favre can win you games, but he can also lose you a lot of games too. Uh, I don't think Bart Starr is going mm-hmm. to lose you games if he's playing in this NFL. Well, you're probably right. He might be a Kirk Cousins version. I don't know. I don't know, Eric. I don't know how to to assign. I, I think I'd still. I I think I'd still stick with my thing. Cut that, star. I want winners. And if I if I don't if I'm if I'm only going for five hundred, I ain't doing it right. That's fair. But I think. You know, I mean. I think it's kind of. It's very I'm telling not, of the very kind of unanimous um, kind of. Aaron Rodgers being the the number one starter, and I, I you know the the Twitter uh, account I believe is Brandon Schneid, so I don't want he I know he was retweeting um, a lot of the different results. So let me take a look to see if I can find any of these different if there's any different takes out there because Aaron Rodgers is kind of the like I said the overwhelming number one you know starter. Mm-hmm. Well. The- He's the greatest quarterback of all time, Eric. I don't entirely disagree. Yep. A lot of start 12, bench 4, start Rodgers, start Rodgers. Now, here's here's another one if we're going to – because he had it on his profile. Um, you have to start, bench, cut, same type deal with wide receiver position. And obviously, you know, you could just have your – you know, in theory, you could just have these be your top three receivers. But for this conversation – Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, and Sterling Sharp. Ooh. Well, you're starting Devontae. You're benching Sterling. And you're cutting Jordy. Interesting. Hell yeah. Interesting. I don't think I don't think people give Sterling Sharp as much credit as he deserves. That dude was on. That dude was going to be some super, super, super special, as far as it goes down in Packers lore, on what he could have done. James Lofton, he would have surpassed James Lofton ability. I, yeah, I, I think you're right on that. And while Jordy was, Jordy was great. Jordy had. Um, some some really good help around him, right? He had some some other great receivers to 
share the field with and, and a great tight end to share the field with. So. Yeah, I agree with I that. I, th- I think that's the way I would go. I'd probably, I, I would have to agree with that. You know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, cut Jordy when, you know, when you look at the Rogers to Jordy connection, how strong that was. But I mean, really, if you're talking, you know, kind of just like a one game conversation, I, I, yeah, I have to say that's probably the route to go mm-hmm. or one season, you know, it's kind of like, you know, with him, it's kind of the chicken, the egg thing. Was Jordy Nelson that great because he was getting the ball from Aaron Rodgers, or was he that great and kind of elevated that along? Because when you saw, and really kind of what was the you know closed the door on his time here in Green Bay, was the emergence of Devonte Adams when Brett Hundley took took over, where Jordy Nelson wasn't really making the plays, and you know you can make you can have any conversation about that you want. Um, whether it was maybe some butting heads with coaching staff and a lot of kind of the belief there, uh, whether it was, um, you know, just maybe Rodgers threw him open or maybe just Brett Hundley didn't have the vision to see him downfield. You know, any different number of of possibilities and could be combinations of things, but... Mm-hmm. You could say the same thing about Devontae, though. I mean, when you when you're thinking about it, is Devontae only that great because Aaron Rodgers was throwing him the ball? And you got to look at the Packers' record. The Packers' record they're seven and zero when Devontae doesn't play. True. So, no. We'll we'll get that true answer this year. Absolutely, and that's that's gonna be interesting to see. And I, you know, I'm rooting for Devontae as a person, and you know, for 16 of the 17 games he plays for the Raiders, I'm rooting for him. But as a whole, you know, I think he's going to be okay. I think, you know, we're really going to see that talent shine through. But TBD. If he can make Brett Hundley look not awful, and it was really the only reason the Packers beat uh, the Browns in their 0-16 season, that walk-off touchdown in Cleveland. I guess I think he'll translate. We'll see. That's all you can really say about it, Eric. We'll, we'll see. He's going to have to put his money where his mouth is now. Absolutely. So, Justin, with that, that brings us to uh, our What's Brewing. And just talking about the Brewers, four-game win streak back in sole possession of the first place in the NL Central. You know, we... Are they, are they winning tonight, Eric? It, currently speaking, we are in the... Uh, the bottom of the third inning, and it's tied at 2-2. Two to two. And, they, and they got that Chi-Chi guy pitching, don't they? Yeah, Chi-Chi Gonzalez making his first start with the Brewers. And uh, just a little, you know, kind of a side note here. Um, Brandon Woodruff, for those of you in the, you know, the, the Wisconsin and up, you know, northeast Wisconsin area, Brandon Woodruff will be making a rehab start with the Wisconsin Timberwolves on June 23rd. So this Thursday. I did see that. So if you're if you're in the area, uh, you know, get a chance to see an all-star level pitcher for a discount, up close in person. But the cavalry's on the way. You better go. Hey, you better go. 
Unfortunately, I will not be able to. I have a, a family function that I have to go to Thursday night. But um, if I was not, I would be. If I did not have that going on, that's where I would be. You need to get. You need to get out of that family function, Eric, and you need to get down to Fox City Stadium and see the wood. I I will do what I can. I make no promises, but. You'll have to talk to Mama Fish about that one. Yeah. Send Shauna. Shauna also has a family function. <laughs> she needs to get out of it for you to get out of it. You guys got you guys got to start working your things a little better. Well, it's for my brother's birthday, so that's the problem. And I know he doesn't really listen that much, so we can kind of we can say that here, but talk to Mama Fish. You you can talk to her and try to. Let me get released out of that, and we'll talk. But okay, we'll finish. Let him out. All right, you heard him, Mom. I I'm not the one advocating for this. I plan on being home, but just so you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but yes, like I said, returning to winning ways, four in a row, uh, sole possession of first place in the Central. Justin, uh, working on. Scheduling a time with Matt Polly to talk a little bit more Brewers, kind of ahead of the, you know, the All Star break and the trade deadline, but getting healthy again and kind of finding, you know, kind of like you you actually predicted this, I believe, last week, where kind of a get right series out in Cincinnati, much mm-hmm. needed. Got some big wins, a lot of run production, right of the ship. Hundred uh, percent. I think I think the the cloud of Lorenzo Kane, um, doing right by Lorenzo and Lorenzo coming to in agreement with the pat or with the with the Brewers and, and all that entails, um, and kind of getting a spot up there that uh, the the rest of the team can really feel good about what's going on with the roster. Um, I think that really helped. Uh, I well, think that's... that really helped because the Brewers the Brewers did right by Lorenzo uh, let him get his full 10 year service in so he'll be he receives $7,500 a month for the rest of his life Eric well I was going to say let's talk about that for a second so for those of you who do not know um, Saturday kind of a sad day in in Brewerville uh, as the Brewers officially designated Lorenzo Kane for assignments after he did hit his 10 year uh, tenure uh, with of service time with uh, within Major League Baseball, so he acquired his service time to to really hit that pension, like you said, for seventy five hundred dollars per month. Uh, the Brewers did designate for assignment or designate him for assignment, which means that other teams have a certain window of time to propose a trade or claim him on waivers, different things like that. Um, and then after that, the Brewers can put him into the minor league system if he were to choose to, which obviously they're not going to. They're going to let him uh, go to the the free agency market. Should he continue to tr- keep playing, which at this point is up in the air and really is seeming like it's not going to be the case, where it sounds like he's going to ride off into that sunset and call it a career. So uh, Lorenzo Cain, yeah. you know, just, you know, he had two stints with the Brewers, one very brief pro stint, uh, with the big league club, but came up through the Brewers organization in the, early, in the late 2000s. Um, 
and made that jump to the big league squad. Uh, was a key trade piece in the Brewers acquiring pitcher Zach Greinke as part of their path to try to win the NL Central or their division uh, after the jump. So Brewers' first division championship in 29 years in 2011. Made the NLCS that year. Uh, actually lost to the Cardinals, who would go on to win the World Series that season. Uh, so, you know, key piece in that trade. Lorenzo Cain would go on to go to two World Series appearances, both with the Kansas City Royals as part of that trade. Uh, was an ALCS MVP, I believe, in 2015. As, you know, on that journey and the one-time World Series champion, 2015 made that trek. And then 2018 uh, came back to Milwaukee as part of a five-year, $80 million deal. Same day the Brewers trade for Christian Yelich. Uh, number of memories along the way, uh, you know, go-ahead runs, amazing defensive plays along the way. Uh, got his first ever gold glove, I believe in 2019. I'd have to double check on that, but got a gold glove out of it, um, which had eluded him for any number of reasons. You can, you know, just baffles me the fact that he never had one to that point. But um, like Justin said, doing right by him and. You know, kind of having that that honest conversation from both parties of, you know, this is what's best for the team, what's best for Lorenzo. And ultimately, like I said, whatever he does next, if if it's baseball or if it's not, you know, best of luck to him on his future endeavors. 2014 ALCS MVP and 2019 Gold Glove. Yeah, 10 years of service, Eric. Good for him. You, you, don't, you don't just get by... Um, in the big leagues for ten years, just by being a nice guy and well, doing right by people, you get by because you have talent. And he was really good for a long time. And and with him, he, you know, it's a really interesting story on his front. And I I didn't even know this until uh, Saturday. Justin, he didn't pick up a baseball until his sophomore year of high school, where he showed up to practice. He didn't have any baseball equipment. Couldn't afford it. Showed up to his first ever baseball trial practice uh, wearing a collared shirt, shorts, and ba- basketball shoes he had to borrow. Didn't have a glove. Picked up the game that quick. And when uh, he drafted out of the 17th that's round, what is, right? was a 17th round draft pick out of Tallahassee Community College in the 17th round of the 2004 draft. Unbelievable. That's an unbelievable win. So, hell of a career to you, Lorenzo. Uh, thank you for the memories here in Milwaukee. And, like I said, best of luck wherever it goes next. Hell yeah. So, with that, I mean, like I said, we can really just kind of focus on the, the on-field team now. Uh, believe the record, like I said, I believe it's 39-30. and 30. I'd have to double-check on that just to make sure. I'm, I'm pretty I'm- sure. My numbers are right here. But yes, just double checking. Brewers are 39 and 30 on the season. Uh, one game up in the Central, have won four in a row, and six and four of their last 10. Six and four in the last 10, and they played some on the road. That's pretty damn good, Eric. Well, and you know, we had talked about it last week, Justin. A Another three-city road trip. I believe that was their fourth of the season, uh, and that's before the All-Star break. There's years where you don't have one, and you got four before the All-Star break. So 
which, you know, one side, you know, you got to struggle, you get through the injuries, what have you. But on the flip side, that means a lot of home games, a lot of time in Milwaukee as the stretch run of the season comes. Yeah, the, the schedule has not done them any favors early here in the season. And to, and to be riding around in first place and and, and kind of being the, the top dog in, in the central um, only speaks for how good it's going to be down the stretch, as you said. Uh, if only they could really get healthy and, and get it figured out in, in the rotation uh, and probably find some help offensively too. Yeah, and and with that, I mean, you said the schedule isn't very friendly or hasn't been very friendly. That kind of continues here on. Uh, four games set currently underway with the second place Cardinals. Uh, so you know you gotta hope to hopefully get three out of four at the very least. You want to split that two out of two, and then no rest for the wicked. You go straight out of a four game set into Friday night action. Uh, playing the Toronto Blue Jays, playing in baseball's probably best division right now uh, in the AL East. Toronto Blue Jays, Justin, they're 38 and 29, which would be, you know, about where the Brewers are, give or take. But they are 12 games back in that division because of the New York Yankees at 50 and 17. Hmm. That's pretty damn good. I like Toronto Blue Jays. They got a lot of, a lot of former players, kids on their team. They do. Vlad Junior. Sort of like about them. Vlad Junior. Kind of headlining Bichette. that group. They got. Don't they have Bichette and Biggio yep. and? Yep. So that's why I like them. Three games set against Toronto. They got a cool name. A day off on Monday, and then next week they are two games set in Tampa Bay prior to traveling to Pittsburgh for three. wonder how that works with going to uh, crossing state lines they got, or crossing uh, country lines there. they got to get COVID tests. Well, Toronto comes that. here. So that'll be in Milwaukee. Yeah, still, right? Someone's got to get tested, you'd think. Yeah. So, it's a damn crazy world out there. It, COVID just flowing around. But just a cool picture uh, or cool, you know, kind of time to be a Brewers fan. And really, you know, the only show in town, aside from, you know, your your Midwest League Timber Rattlers and the Sky Carp, I suppose. And you've got the Northwoods League going on right now with the Rockers and the uh you know the Fond du Lac Dock Spiders and the Wisconsin Rapids or Wisconsin Rapids uh River Rafters I believe they're called uh plenty of other you know pl- there's plenty of representation in the Wisconsin or state of Wisconsin in that Northwoods league so it's just kind of a cool thing to Yeah you, you usually catch one of them a year Madison Mallards is another catch one, one a year. So, all in all, like I said, plenty of cool baseball going on, and that's kind of where we're at. You know, it's summertime, about a month and change away from the start of Packers training camp. Uh, NASCAR does resume again this week, Justin. Uh, they will be back in action, the Cup Series, on Saturday, Sunday evening at Nashville Super Speedway. 
Ooh, that's a big one. That's the the first race there. Uh, they, I believe, the, I don't remember. Ramsey would tell you this, but I don't know who they took a a race from. But Nashville has worked incredibly hard. Uh, the fairgrounds there have worked incredibly hard to get a Cup Series event there um, for a number of years. So I would expect a hell of a show uh, to happen on Sunday evening. So it'll be all three series uh, back at it. So it'll be the trucks leading off Friday night uh, with the Rackley Roofing 200, I believe. And then it'll be the Xfinity Series on Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and Cup Series 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon. It is pretty late. So... We're excited. I hope it goes good. I really, really would like a uh, a new track to, to show off and make NASCAR better. Yeah, absolutely. So very much looking forward to uh, that race and seeing what can happen. And at, like I said, just as a whole, good times to just kind of watch, uh, watch, see what happens with this this race this weekend and one other announcement justin i think i announced it on our special episode back on on friday but a little development um we have a new series coming up and i had not announced this portion of things so a new series coming up Ooh. in the upcoming weeks so as most of you know by now the root for wisconsin show is going to be a presenting sponsor and a match sponsor at RPW Heatwave 2 uh, at the Watering Hole in Green Bay. So we will be sponsoring the first ever Cruiserweight Championship uh, match at RPW Heatwave 2. That match, Justin, will be a fatal four-way between Brick McCarthy, Johnny CK, Damian Chambers, and Green Bay's own TW3. And so this is this is Nuts. old news. We all know this. I believe Justin and I'm pretty confident you'll be there. I know that Ramsey and I will be there. That's right. Uh, so we do have, you know, you get to meet us. We will also be in ring after the match. Present the winner with their title belt. So that's a new new development. And as we lead Nuts. up to RPW Heatwave Two, we are doing a road. To RPW Heatwave 2 series where we've got a couple wrestlers we're going to have on. We've got some different personalities from Raging Pro Wrestling that are going to come on. Um, so awesome. lots of RPW content in the upcoming weeks. So be sure to keep an eye on our social media channels and, you know, check that out as we go along and follow along. And tickets still available. So be sure to check out tickets on the Raging Pro Wrestling social media pages. Also available at the Watering Hole ahead of time. And there is a store in the Fox River Mall where you can get tickets as well. Go get them. Get there. Get on the show. Come watch us hand the new championship to one of these four outstanding wrestlers. Eric, it's going to be an epic show. And we all, I'm so excited to be a part of it. I am. It is an honor and a blessing 
to have these guys supporting us, us to be supporting them and getting our name out there, letting us get their name out there and getting to, you know, not that Ramsey, Justin and I are going to take any bumps in the ring, but you never know. We might be able to put Ramsey through a table. See, I'm kidding, of course, but, um, you know, just kind of very excited to be able to be, I, I don't know about you, Justin, but I, I've always wanted, and you know, we, like I said, we're not going to be, you know, really in the action, but I've always wanted to step into a wrestling ring and we get to do that on August 27th. So excited. So excited. So be, like I said, be sure to check out our road to RPW Heatwave series we'll have coming up. Um, not quite sure as to when that'll be releasing. We'll kind of just be going as we, you know, come across stuff and, um, kind of going with the flow. So keep your eye on our social media. Lots of big stuff, uh, coming with the Root for Wisconsin show and with our, our online presence coming up here. I know, uh, we've got some big developments along the way that we have hopefully coming up. So be sure to follow along and you never know when we're going to drop some big news or we're going to drop some other uh, fun time type things of of different content and different content options and maybe a contest or two along the way. We'll see. Hell yeah. So Contests are awesome. Our fans love contests. Here. Our fans do love contests and we you know we love when our fans love us. So be sure to check that out and we'll go along with uh like I said, just be sure to check out the social media. With with that, Justin, really not a whole lot of else to do this episode. Uh, any anything that you're rooting for in the upcoming week? I am rooting for the Bucks not to blow the draft, Eric. Yeah, trade and- Brooke Lopez, do a whole bunch of stuff that will make the team better, but don't blow the draft by trading away twenty fourth pick for some said no-named crap veteran that is way past his prime. Let's get better. Let's get younger. Let's move forward. What I was going to say, the NBA season officially coming to an end uh, this week or over the weekend here with the Golden State Warriors officially becoming NBA champions. So hats off to them. And... Stephen Curry entering himself as one of the greats of all time, Eric. Probably better than LeBron. Terrible take. Terrible take. We're not doing that today. Way better than LeBron. We're not doing that today. He is. Awful. Eric, Eric, don't hate on Stephen Curry. He's the greatest of all time at his position. Absolutely. Absolutely not. I don't think no Steph Curry is in the top 10 of NBA greats. Oh. I think he's knocking on the door. I think he's kind of in that 15 to 11 range, but I don't think he's top 10. You are so ungrateful for the greatness that Stephen Curry is. I think he's had a hell of you a career. So I think he is. For the greatness that Stephen Curry is. He is producing at six foot two what he has done with not the greatest athleticism what he has done for the game of basketball he has changed the way basketball is played eric 
I don't think it's for the better There's no though. Doubt about it. It's for the worse, and that it is way for the better. It is that that isn't good. He has not been good for the game. What? How can you say that? Shooting the basketball is not good for the game. No, shooting, shooting the basketball great. recklessly, and it's for him. It's good because it goes in, and it's you know he has the talent to do so. However. When you look at the impact he's had on the game, especially with youth basketball, where they're throwing up 30-foot, 35-foot shots, the second they walk across half court, it becomes so much iso ball because of the way that they, the Golden State and specifically they've played. I, I just can't get with that. And that has been a big detriment to the sport of basketball and the development of basketball players. And, again, I... I would. What, what, I, Steph Curry is one of the greatest scorers. I enjoy Steph Curry. He is one of the greatest scorers of all time. He is one of the, you know undoubtedly the greatest shooter of all time. But to say he's the greatest right. of all time, I can't get with that argument. He's he's better. He's better than LeBron. What has LeBron done to move the game forward? He made you have to what play all five do? positions. Honestly, no. You don't think Magic Johnson did that? Not to the same level. <sighs> Come on, give me a break. Jordan could do that. Magic Jordan could not did play that. all five positions. Hell, Kobe could play one through four. Never seen give it done like LeBron. 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 LeBron didn't move any part of the game forward. LeBron was just a different athlete. That's all he was. He's he's just a different athlete. He's a different Magic Johnson. That's it. Better. Steph Curry is doing it differently. Better. No, you can't say better. You you can't you can't say can't that. say better. No way. Magic Johnson. I, I'm telling you what. LeBron. LeBron is probably fifth or sixth on the all-time great list. Terrible take. That is a great take. That is the realistic take. I don't think so. LeBron plays. LeBron plays in a in a in an era of basketball where if you sneeze on an offensive player, you're getting to the free. That's throw. not his fault. Everything Justin, the guy player. in his prime when he was in Miami is was or he's still six See, there's eight. There's no way. There's no six, way. Eight, there's no way physically. There's no way physically he would last in the era of Jordan or Justin. Johnson. He was six no eight two eighty. You're right, and look how injured he is all the time. He has had two injured seasons in his almost twenty year career. How many how many how many games does he take off in a season because he's sore? Less than you think. No, a lot. The guy is not magic or Jordan. Better. There's no way. Better. Nope. Not even close. It's not even close, Eric. It's not even close. There's no way he would have lasted in the era of Jordan or Johnson. Better. No way. LeBron James, for the record, That's a terrible take. has terrible played take. this season was his second lowest game total. And that also includes the 2020-2021 season that was shortened. So really his third lowest game total in his career. Uh, has, has played more than 80 games multiple times. He's played eighty-two, all eighty-two once, um, and that was in twenty seventeen. His last year in Cleveland, twenty seventeen eighteen season. 
the 18-19 season, his first year in Cleveland, he had played, or his first year in LA, I should say, was his first injured season. He played only played 55 games. Um, in 2018-2019, he played, or 2019-2020, and that includes the bubble, he played 67. 2020-2021, he played 45, which again, like I said, shortened season. And this season, he played 56. All while averaging this season 37 minutes per game or 30 or more minutes per game since then. Yeah, what's your point? He, he takes 15 games off a year when he's healthy? Again, I, you know, even like I said. That would, that, would not, that would not hold water in Johnson and Jordan's era. There's no way. I just you can't just take 15 games off. But the fact that you're sitting here when saying you're the fact that you're sitting here saying he couldn't do it because of just the NBA is so much different now is baffling to me. It the is. dude was 6'8", 280, 6'8", 250, 6'8", 230, whatever. If he, can, if he can't do it when you sneeze on an offensive basketball player in today's game, how are you going to do it when they, when you can play backyard ball and bump and grind and hit players and not get called for falls on every goddamn position. How are you going to do that? But it's going to happen there because the, the, guy the game has changed the so much. It's not, not him. Physically last. He would not. No, he would not physically last in that era. That's no an way. absurd take. No way. He's taking off time That's now because we know take. more about the human body and load management and there's more back-to-back games and city travel and all that fun jazz that goes with that. We know much more about the human body. So you're telling me science is is the reason that he would be the greatest basketball player of all time? Easily. He is the greatest basketball player of all time. Shut up. Not even close. That's a terrible take. That's so bad. Science? Come on. The guy wouldn't last. The guy didn't do it in in an era where you had to play basketball. That's not his fault, though. You can't detriment him for that. They don't play basketball now. You can't hold that against the guy. That's not his doing. I sure as hell can. How can you can't he... tell me he's the greatest of all. It's the same way. It's the same way that you and Ramsey want to take the argument and say, "Well, you can't compare before the three-point line and after the three-point line." Why? I think you can. Why? It's bullshit. There's no way. I don't think if you if you're saying that, then you can then then you can compare the whole goddamn era, right? So now. There's no way, there's no way that LeBron would hold water to to Dr. J and Oscar back in those days. How, how would no way, Justin? He would be by far the best athlete at any point on the floor. He would run circles the around those guys. Basketball was played. The game basketball was played differently then. Right, I, I agree with you, but the fact that you're sitting here saying that it's you can hold against him the fact that he doesn't play now because we know load management and all that stuff. You can hold that against him. He wouldn't get hat. He wouldn't. He would. He would. He doesn't play the games. He wouldn't get the calls that he gets. 
He, he wouldn't have to. And that all leads to stats not being as great as they would. He wouldn't have yes, to. Yes, he would. What do you mean he wouldn't have to? The guy is a physical specimen. He would be the best okay. athlete on the floor with any person he's ever played against in any era. I don't he know. He would run you that circles. You don't know that to be true. I do. You he, don't know that to be true. I think he, if he played in Magic's era, he probably would have. Magic probably would have been a better athlete than him. Absolutely not. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely not. Hundred percent. Doctor J, he was a different dude. He was a different athlete. Probably would have held water with him. Absolutely not. Doesn't matter. You just you just got you just got to stop being a LeBron fanboy and, and really see him from him for what he is, and that's not being an all time great basketball player. That's being an all time great athlete. He's not a great basketball player. Are you He's not Justin? Justin, he is going to go He's down not. as the all time leader in basically every statistical category. You can't honestly tell me that he's You're, not a good basketball player. That's. He's not a great basketball player. He's a great athlete. His athleticism has gotten him to where he is. He gets a fuck ton of calls because he's so athletic. He's out of control 90% of the time. And he gets to the rim because he's just bigger, right? Like, he's not a great basketball player, Eric. He's just not. That's awful. He's a great athlete. He is. I don't. He's probably one. I will agree. He's probably one of the best two, three athletes that we've ever seen in the game. There's no doubt. Giannis, Giannis might be there as as a top five athlete in the NBA all time. But you wouldn't sit there and say that Giannis is one of the best basketball players. The guy can't shoot a ball. He hasn't he had shoot. LeBron's a better shooter. LeBron, Giannis, okay. LeBron, he wasn't a better shooter than Magic. He was a better shooter than Jordan. He's not a better shooter than Curry. There's no way you're going to sit there and make that argument. No, but he doesn't have to be a no better way. shooter than those guys when he's still he, he's you're right as, because he's out of control. He goes to the rim. Justin. He's just not a great. He just, his physicality of being bigger than everybody and more athletic gets him to the rim and he scores. He's he not scores a great everywhere. basketball player. He scores everywhere no. on the field. He's not a great shooter. The stats would say different. <laughs> what does he shoot from three? Forty for his career. Forty-five for three 40 point. Or 45 his career three-point percentage, Justin, is thirty-five percent. That's not great. It's not all-time great, not no, pro, but it is not, good not enough. Not for pro basketball. Not for pro basketball. What's his all-time free throw percentage? All-time free throw percentage, 74. That is terrible. Like I said, the dude's going to be a surefire. Oh, he'll be a surefire first uh, first time ballot Hall of Famer, sure. But he, he is going he to be the leader. Be he's considered he's, the greatest basketball player of all time. He's no going to be way. the leader in every statistical category. He is going to be. He, That's he, not true. Absolutely, it's true. He's not going to lead in threes. 
He's not going to lead in threes. Sure, but that's... You can't shoot him. Doesn't he's matter. He's not going to lead in free throw percentage because he can't lead, shoot him. He's, only he's points, not going to lead in shooting rebounds because he can't shoot him. Well, just because... Eric, he's played 20 freaking seasons. Like, What's what do you point? expect? At a high level. W- what would you expect? He shouldn't lead? You shouldn't lead him? He didn't play at a high level this year. Justin, he led the league in scoring. He didn't win. He didn't win. He didn't play on a winning team. He didn't play at a high level. When you're the only guy on a team, you got to take the shots. You sh- you think that's high level? No. Then that's doing what you have to do with what you have around you. We had a girl in our conference a couple of years ago. She averaged 24 points. The team didn't win a game. Not playing at a high level. That's just shooting all the shots. Beat a bog. It's what LeBron is. Terrible. No, it's the reality of what LeBron is, Eric. You just got to get over the fanboy at him. 30.3 points per game over his career average. Look at him. Look at him for what he is. The greatest of all time. You're absolutely right. He is not even close. Not even close. In reality, he's not even close. I I just think you're being just a hater at this point, Justin. It's just, it's just the facts. You're just being a hater. Eric. Hate all you want. <laughs> okay. He's... He is what he is. He's not the greatest of all time. You can you not can say he, him and not Jordan him and Jordan are like 1A, 1B. Put him in whatever order you want. No. No. It's very clear. It's very, 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 very clear. It's Jordan, it's Magic, and then maybe it's LeBron. <sighs> Those two guys transcended the game and made LeBron be able to be LeBron. There, there would be no LeBron if there wasn't magic. It's sure, but that's not fact. that's not his fault. That's a fact. Sure, okay, but he didn't transcend a game, Eric. He one hundred percent did. He did in he every didn't aspect. Oh my god! Oh my god! In every aspect, he's transcended this is the, the game. problem with you. This is the problem with you, young guys. You've only seen one era of basketball. You haven't seen multiple eras of basketball to know what it was like. That's just the facts, Eric. There's no way that LeBron would hold water in that era with Jordan and Magic. That's just the facts. I I just I don't the, get how you can say that. We've been through it five times. I've I said know. it five times. I it just it doesn't in, it doesn't make it right though. Because you can't fault the guy for when his parents had relations and he popped out of his mom after Michael Jordan. The expectations that have been on him since the day he was in his freshman, sophomore year of high school, Justin, have had this and he's lived up to every expectation across the board. Um, so you don't think Michael or Magic had expectations? Not to the same extent. They, they didn't. They didn't have expectations. You know, Michael didn't have those playing for Dean Smith. 
Not the same way. In college? Not oh, the same way. Give me a break. Give me a break. That's such a ridiculous statement. Not the same way. I'm, I'm over your LeBron fandom. It's that's, terrible. That's on you, man. I'm that's on you. It. It's yeah, And your terrible takes. That's on you. So, anyway, you're rooting for the Bucks to not screw up the draft. I'll, I'll give you a head nod there. Uh, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to just keep rooting for the Brewers, man. Uh, St. Louis just took the lead on a home run in the last inning. Uh, so, hopefully, we can tie this thing back up and continue the winning ways going into the All Star break. We are in the bottom, I believe, bottom four, maybe bottom five. Where are we at? Bottom five. So. Oh, Christ, I thought it was. I thought it was way past that. With that, that is episode 79. Uh, like I said, be sure to listen to the show. Thank you for listening to this point, uh, along with our, our banter here. And like I said, keep an eye on our social media channels, and we've got plenty of content coming up. And again, thank you for listening. Episode 79 in the books. We're out. See ya. Salut.